at the party, Richter. Hello, and welcome to See You at the Party, Richter. I'm Aaron Freskis, and with me, as always, is Joseph Beck Castro. We're also joined once again by guest Chris Chapman from the Justice Fatigue podcast. And in this episode, we'll be making our way through Arnold's 2015 zombie horror drama, Maggie. Oh, before we get in the movie, so I was thinking since this uh, movie's like so dark or whatever, I messaged you guys last night and I said since uh, there's no lines in this movie and to like maybe try to lighten stuff up a little bit, we could try our hand at trying to write some Arnold one-liners for the movie. So if you haven't Mm -hmm. seen the movie, like this is for anybody listening... Don't go into it expecting any of these because none of them are in, like the stuff is in there. Because uh, this movie's dark as fuck. Yeah, and if you haven't seen the movie, that's fine. Like this, this <laughs> yeah. podcast will be entertaining enough. I mean, that's mo- most of his movies. will say like you have to watch them. I mean, not not to understand what the hell is going on in the podcast, but you just have to watch them because yeah. they're great. Like mm-hmm. this one, you know, like I mean, you can watch it for free on Tubi or whatever. But uh, we'll give you the gist here. It'll it'll be fine. Yeah, it, it watching the movie is not necessary to listen to this podcast. And then uh, I was actually thinking that because we usually choose our favorite lines at uh, like after we do the summary. But I was thinking that unless you guys have a line in here where you're like, man, that was great. Remember where he agreed to kill his daughter? That's my favorite line. <laughs> but like unless <laughs> we could just like pick our favorite line as like one of the one liners if we hear one that we like. Yeah, I think we should just okay. vote on what the best one-liner that we wrote. Okay, cool. Chris, were you able to, were you able to think of any? I I tried my best, and I came up with one. <laughs> okay, cool. Whatever. That's, That's fun. This, uh, this movie is not the right <laughs> environment no. for... Okay. We uh, start off with the voiceover from Maggie, played by Abigail Breslin, leaving a voice message for a voicemail message for Arnold, who plays her dad, Wade. She tells him that she went to the city and not to come for her. She also mentions to keep them safe, which I'm assuming she's talking about his guns. And by guns, of course, I mean biceps. Like, of course. <laughs> yeah. And then I also, like, when I was writing this, I also realized that they're called guns because they're arms, which is sad that it took me, like, 30-whatever-plus years to realize that. Oh, you just oh. realized that? How pathetic. <laughs> that is yeah. really dumb of you. I totally knew that, like, forever. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, it's so obvious, too, which is weird. <laughs> like, it's super obvious. But anyway. Uh. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. Anyway, okay, moving on. So, uh, we then get shots of uh, Arnie driving through, like, the first season of The Walking Dead, pretty much. <laughs> as NPR plays on the radio and informs us that it's been a few months since the in- initial necroambulus virus outbreak was which is what it's called and the government uh, governments are encouraging their farmers to burn their infected crops in an attempt to slow its growth the npr dude also mentions that there's no vaccine and also to watch out for people with a heightened sense of smell because those motherfuckers are likely infected but like you were thinking like if you have allergies because like i usually can't smell super well so like would i just be like able to smell normally like, I'm just curious, like, like if I turn into a zombie, would I be like, well, I am a zombie, but on the plus side, like, I can breathe out of my nose finally. <laughs> Perhaps, but uh, it's basically the opposite of COVID-19 with the yes. sense of smell. So it's kind of 91 DVOC, which is <laughs> COVID-19 in reverse. 
So. Yeah, my first thought when I was watching this movie is like, man, it sure is nice to escape into a fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> Elevated sense of smell, definitely. Um, they also called him, uh, you know, um, when they're turning, you know, the turned or whatever. Yeah. Which made me think of a great idea, which is probably a better movie than this one, called The Terminator, which is basically <laughs> just Arnold going around killing a bunch of zombies that have turned, you know, like Maggie too. He's all pissed because, spoiler alert for the end of the movie, you know, she dies, so he just has to go around and kill a bunch of zombies. Yeah. The Terminator. call it? Maggie 2 The Terminator? Yes. <laughs> Get Steven D'Souza on the phone. Yeah, Rise of the Terminator. Uh, so, okay, so... Uh, we see Maggie get captured walking uh, while walking through the city and find out she's infected and then cut away to a hospital where she, there's some folks that don't look so great because they're infected as well. And they did a really good job with the makeup for the zombies in this because it's fucking mm-hmm. gross, like grosser than most movies. But anyway, also quick question. So that voicemail that she was leaving in the beginning, did she leave it before she was infected or after? I'm guessing after. I think it's after. Yeah, I think what happened is she got bit, decided to leave. And then left the voice. Okay, so she didn't get bit in the city. I don't think so. They don't make it super clear. Yeah. There's a lot of moments in this where I'm like, uh, what? Yeah, judging by her character, it seems like she um, left that voicemail after she got bit. It didn't seem like she was like, I'm running away. Don't come find me, dad. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm bit. I got to get away. So, uh, okay. mm -hmm. Um,. And the, well, I was only wondering because like if it was before she got infected, like I was like, why would you go to the fucking city? then? like the NPR dude says that the metropolitan areas were like the hardest hit. But I mean, if she did before, still, why would you go to the city? But whatever. Uh, anyway, and, and well, he's walking through the hospital at this point, looking at all the sick people, and I was, I was still pretty focused on trying to come up with lines at this point. <laughs> so I was like, I, at this point, I was just imagining him trying to come up with like something witty to say and then just kept <laughs> looking at people and being like, oh, this is probably not the time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he's in the hospital where uh, he checks in with a nurse before meeting with Maggie's doctor, whose name is Ernest. Uh he tells Arnold that Maggie's bite wound is severe and that she'll eventually begin to show signs of aggression before losing her appetite and then of getting it back again, which I'm not sure if that was Ernest making a joke. Like he was like, you know, so she'll uh, lose her appetite. But if you ask me, the likelihood of it coming back is probably a no brainer. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Seriously, though, she's dangerous. Watch out for her. <laughs> So he tells Arnold that when she gets worse to take her to quarantine, uh, and then Ernest also says that he's only releasing her as a favor to Vern. And then he turns to the camera and is like, you know what I mean, Vern? And which I'm <laughs> sorry for that joke. <laughs> I was wondering if his name was really Ernest because I didn't, I didn't actually hear that part. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just okay. a dated as fuck joke. <laughs> like, super dated and like reading this to Erica and I was like, there's no way she's going to fucking get this joke. So I just skipped <laughs> yeah. over it. Ernest goes to zombie land. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, he tells them, yeah, that and Arnold enters Maggie's room. They hug and then leave the hospital. I just want to say that's a bad doctor. Like <laughs> that because he, he releases her. Yeah, man. It's the middle. I don't know. Be- being in the current situation that we're in, I'm a way less sympathetic to people like not true, you know, acting according to protocol. Yeah, true. So like 
just yeah, like being so personal funny. friends with another doctor and being like, yeah, I guess you can have your sick daughter who is likely to infect and eat other people. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but did you get a look at Arnold, you know? Like, this guy can handle, like, 17 zombies at once with his bare hands. Solid point. So, That's a good point. so yeah, just snap your daughter's neck. I, I trust you to snap your daughter's neck. Uh, so, uh, on the they head home. On the drive home, they have to stop for gas. While And while he fills up the truck, she heads into the Mini Mart, which seems abandoned. And, like, I'm not sure exactly where this scene takes place, but I gotta say that, like, one of the most unrealistic things in this movie isn't the zombies. It was them finding a gas station that let you pump gas before paying. Oh, that that's a big thing in like Is it really? Other places. Yeah. Um oh, I wow. haven't been to Missouri and because this takes place in Missouri. I haven't been to Missouri in it twelve years almost. But uh back in the day you, you would pump and then you go pay. And that's why Damn. you still see a lot of stickers and stuff on gas stations that say please pay before you pump. Huh. But wow. that's definitely okay. a thing in a lot of places. Huh? Then uh, I need to get out more. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, he heads into the mini mart, throws down a 20 for the gas, and then grabs a restroom key because, like, if he doesn't get to a bathroom soon, his pants are going to be full of Terminator poo fudgment day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> uh, it turns, turns out he doesn't need a key, though, because he pushes, like, ends up pushing the bathroom door open, flicks on the light, and then is greeted by the gas station attendant who's all zombied up. So he kills that fucker, realizes he doesn't need to use the bathroom anymore because that zombie just, like, scared the Terminator genopis out of him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, here's the first one-liner that I got. So, you know, he kills that zombie by breaking its neck, but I would like him to be like, this is why... this is why they call me the Necromancer. And then he goes and snaps his neck. Uh, but with a K. <laughs> but it also works, you know, with like zombies and raising the dead and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It could be workshopped a little bit better, but, you know, wrote it pretty quickly. No, that was pretty perfect. Anyway, he uh, grabs Maggie and they get back on the road as we get the first of what I'm assuming like are many shots of what I think I predicted in the pre-watch intro. Like when we talked before, just like them driving while we see landscape, which these movies always have for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like these uh, artsy movies. They love wheat. Yes. So like so first we see some fields burning, then run down buildings and houses and then more corn or wheat fields or whatever they are before they get to the house. And then we see some fucking random close up shots of stuff around the house. Yeah. Also the like derelict buildings and overturned cars is not too far away from what missouri actually looks like uh sorry dad for talking shit on your home state but um i mean the stuff burning not really that's more of a california thing but uh yeah the kind of derelict looking stuff is definitely okay (laughs) rural missouri they don't have to do much for that like as far as setting up the shots yeah they're just like just get one of those Google cars, like street map cars, and just like drive around for a while. Gotcha. And get all the shots you need. Like, I was thinking while they were going through the house and just showing the random stuff, it definitely probably could have been improved if they would have had Arnold giving a tour. <laughs> <laughs> to his own daughter who used to live in the house. This is the crucifix right here. We pray to it. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, arrive at the house. We see Arnold's wife, Carolyn, who's played by Jolie Richardson, bringing uh, his two young children outside to greet them. 
The little girl points out the bite on Maggie's arm, and Carolyn kind of has a look like fucking zombie teenagers. Uh, oh, and also Carolyn is Maggie's stepmom, but the two like Hitler youth looking motherfucking kids are hers in Arnold's. <laughs> yeah, this is actually one of the first times we see Arnold with yes. more than one kid. Yes. Um, I hmm. We've talked about this before. I can't think of another movie where he has more than one kid. I guess this one. Uh, also, another one liner from here. Uh, Carolyn's like, I missed you. And Arnold's like, I tried to get back to you at breakneck speed. <laughs> <laughs> Um. <laughs> and i like how that's that would be another moment where she's like i don't know what you're talking about and he yeah. has to explain to her, well i broke the zombie's neck like i put the i put the uh, bar to it and i broke his neck or what was he carrying a gun i wait no i, I think it was no, it was key. it was like the stick that the bathroom key was on yeah oh, okay 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 <laughs> which had i thought about that i could have wrote some other stupid jokes for that you know the bathroom key joke yeah yeah like, bathroom's closed or some shit i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it'll work on it but you know we made it there Uh, that one's not bad yeah just like out of service yeah Uh, but uh so uh maggie goes upstairs to her room and then uh goes out the window to chill on the roof where she's joined by the other kid a little boy who has a constant look on his face like he's seen some shit yeah sorry i was (laughs) i'm trying to let you get through the i'm trying to let you get through the uh oh no go the summary Nothing. I just like I have a lot of problems with this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, well, so, it, like if it has to do with the scene, go ahead. Just nothing. That kid is like a decent actor, but they're making him act like no nine-year-old or whoever existed or whatever. He's just like all his lines are way too complex for a nine-year-old. Yeah, and, like uh, well, like know. talking about the little his uh, classmate dying, but I didn't hate him. Yeah, or he didn't yeah, deserve to was, die or something like that. Yeah. I didn't like him much, but he didn't deserve to die. It's like, who fucking thinks like that as a nine-year-old? Who <laughs> talks like that? A kid that's seen some shit. But uh, he asks Maggie if she's dying and if the bite hurts. And then asks why they, the two little... The, him and his sister have to go stay with their aunt. Uh, Maggie says she's con- because she's contagious and he leaves the roof after they basically say their goodbyes. So uh, Arnold takes the kids to their aunts and we see Maggie in her room like tearing up a... Uh, zombie pamphlet and then uh, jump to a little while later with with uh, as Arnold enters her room and to check up on her he try kind of tries to make a little bit of small talk but she asks if she basically just asks if he spent the last couple of weeks looking for her he's like affirmative I made the promise to your mother and uh, <laughs> then, so she then tells him that uh, she sh- that he shouldn't have brought her home and he says that uh, he and Carolyn know the goddamn risks like involved in bringing her home which I didn't write any i'm sad that i didn't go back through it and write like lines before like all my lines start within the next couple scenes and then down but yeah i didn't go back anyway so uh they go downstairs for dinner where carolyn asks maggie why her arm isn't bandaged which upsets maggie and who runs back upstairs but like come on dude like they're trying to fucking eat over here like cover that shit up yeah it's literally rotting flesh like I can't imagine the smell, let alone the look of it. Like, yeah, yeah I got a couple of things about this. First, um, in around this scene, we get the first of uh, many really terrible safety decisions by Arnold. Uh, <laughs> this one, he he's got three kids in the house. Like the oldest, what she's like sixteen or seventeen, and then two of them that are under ten. And he just keeps his gun on top of the fireplace. <laughs> like, he's yeah. just loaded there. And he does that throughout <laughs> the movies. There's a bunch of other really bad safety stuff that he does. We'll get into it when we get there. Um, a couple one-liners. Uh, 
<laughs> when um, she's like, I'm not hungry. He's like, come on, you need your protein. Uh, that one's decent. Um, another one, uh, when Carolyn's like, after Maggie runs up, Carolyn's like, I just can't see it, Wade. He's like, come on, stop being such a girly man. Deal with the flesh. Um, which is funny because she's a girl, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> or it's not funny. Who knows? Okay, that's it. Either way, I'd rather watch Joe's movie. <laughs> They're also uh, eating at a dinner table instead of sitting in front of the TV like a fucking normal family, you know? Which I always find weird. Yeah. yeah. What are they going to do? Talk to each other? Like, what the fuck? Okay, so you obviously didn't do that, Joe, right? What? Like, uh, well, no, I mean, like, like at the dinner table, like no TV and shit like that. Like you see on the movies. Uh, sometimes, but definitely not always. Okay. Like we never did that. I don't think. Right. I mean, we did sometimes, but eating at the dinner table was like a punishment for me. (laughs) (laughs) The best, the best, because he was like a picky eater. So the best was like everyone else would be finished up and he'd still be there like two hours later at the table. (laughs) Yeah, it was, uh, I, at the time, I really didn't care. I was, like, really pissed off that I had to eat that food. <laughs> but looking back on it, I spent a ridiculous amount of time just sitting at the dinner table doing <laughs> nothing. Like, an insane amount of time. <laughs> I think we kind of did the same thing, but my parents would make us eat, like, for instance, Brussels sprouts, which uh, I think my mom was a great cook, but she did not know how to cook Brussels sprouts because you got to cook the <laughs> shit out of them, else they taste like ass. But they would also call them like fish brains or fish eyes. So they're like, we got to make you make you eat these things. We're not cooking them right. So they taste disgusting. And they're also we're going to give them like a disgusting name and you can't leave till you finish it. So my brother and I managed to perfect the uh, food in the napkin trick, you know. Nice. And luckily, baggy plants mm-hmm. were a style at the time. So you're able to like put a napkin and like throw in your pants <laughs> or something. It's like no one was the wiser. <laughs> no, I perfected the... Uh spread your food around and make a little hole in the middle so it kind of looks like you were digging <laughs> through it. Uh, nice. That's what I did. Uh, so Erica told me that she used to have to do that, like the dinner at the table thing, which she's like, man, it was it used to be awkward as fuck because sometimes there would be no one talking, which I'm like, ugh, that sounds yeah. horrible. Exactly. Jesus. Or the worst is like Aaron's family does that, except they do talk and they're all fucking terrible. So <laughs> I hate it. Wait. Sorry, Aaron, my girlfriend. Okay. My I was like, isn't that the same family? <laughs> Yeah, no, I hate my family. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, Maggie walked away from the table. Carolyn turns to Arnold and is pretty much like, sorry, bro, this, this shit's rough. Like, And I tried asking God what to do, but he's been uncharacteristically quiet. You know? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Usually I have a lot of visions. Yeah. Nothing on this. So uh, upstairs, Maggie <laughs> makes a phone call on a rotary phone, but just gets an answering machine, which just is an old ass sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and when I saw the phone, I like began to wonder, like, why the fuck are they using landlines? But then like, I was thinking, like, I guess depending on how apocalyptic things have gotten, like maybe like cell towers aren't working or they were like destroyed or something like that. So maybe everyone had to go back to landlines. Well, it's also farmland. It's you can't really rely on service of cell phones and everything. It's much easier just to use landlines. Uh, okay, that makes sense. But also their power is out, so true. You know, I think at one scene, like a cell phone battery is yeah. low. But anyway. <laughs> So she gets the answer, answering machine, hesitates to leave a message before hanging up, and I think she was calling that that boy that she hangs out with later. Yeah, I couldn't tell from the I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be her friend or the boy. I'm pretty cause... sure it was the guy. Okay. Uh, but then we go outside to Arnold, who we see burning crops before we get a uh, go to the next morning or day, and we get like an out of shot focus from the grass, 
of Maggie walking up to a swing set, followed by Arnold going all commando on some wood. And then <laughs> Carolyn in the kitchen cutting up some tomatoes as she begin, like she notices Maggie on the swing. And they definitely made it seem like we were going to get to see Carolyn cutting her finger because they were like focused yeah. on that. Like I was waiting for it. I think the intent was like to supposed to be on the flesh of the tomatoes, but it definitely way more made me think like she was going to cut her finger off. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie's on the swing and like they made it seem like <clears throat> she's going to cut her finger. But instead we see... uh we get Maggie having on the swing, ha- having flashbacks of being bitten by a zombie and then Carolyn running out to her after noticing her on the ground. So she kind of helps Maggie back into the house and she's just like completely fucked up her finger, which is just dripping zombie blood everywhere. It's fucking gross, man. Yes. She like dislocated her finger and somehow cut it like all the way up the side. Yeah, it. I, I don't know. Which maybe her she her skin's like more sensitive now. I don't know. Since maybe it just like split open because it's like old and yeah. gross. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's like when you're you got like some frozen burgers and you got one of those grill spatulas <laughs> and you're trying to like get them apart and then you accidentally go through it and it slices yeah, and your just chop finger your open whole hand. Yeah, yeah, and like it, like like that would ever happen to anyone? Fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean morons might. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Is like, come on, just like, like get your finger out of there. Uncoordinated morons might think it's a good <laughs> idea. To, I don't know. I'm just a uh, fair warning to everybody. Um, for the listeners at home, that happened to Aaron, so we're making fun of him. it. I was, I just wanted some burgers, and they were frozen. So get off my bag. That was like the gnarliest real life injury I've ever seen. Oh yeah, I forgot you were there. <laughs> I was there. I went to the hospital with you. There's blood everywhere. And I walked up to the counter with you when you were like checking in, and the lady asked to see your hand, and you unwrapped it. Did she? Did she have a look? And on her like, should her? No, she didn't have a look on her face. I had a look on my fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> fucking eighty percent of the meat of your palm was hanging off of your hand. Oh, it was yeah, fucking. It was, it was gross. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I I cut my like tendon through my tendon artery, uh, and like. This fucking front desk nurse decides that the best she's like, okay, well, she takes me over and then tries to pour water on it. Like, holy God. Like, and I was like, ah, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) What the fuck did you think was going to (laughs) happen? Then they take me back and I'm teaching you a lesson. (laughs) (laughs) They take me back and then they uh, like shoot me up full of morphine, which was amazing. Like, I was in a lot of pain, and then I felt great. And, like, speaking of dislocated, there was actually a, uh, like, once the morphine starts to kick in, I started being, like, aware of the, the surroundings, and there I could hear somebody moaning, like, mo- like, oh, 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 like, um, around the corner, but I couldn't see what was going on, because it was in, like, an open, you know, room, but, or behind a curtain. And then the nurse is there, and she kind of, like, she's, like, kind of watching me, and she sees me looking, and then all of a sudden you hear... You hear, oh, and then you hear, uh, like, like a crack, and then, ah, and then, like a, and then a, uh, she saw the look on my face, she's like, oh, he, uh, it's a football player that dislocated his shoulder, and they just popped it back into place, and I was like, ugh, but, uh, so, before, I'll, I'll, like, this just last thing, but, so she starts, um, like, she's, this is a different nurse, this is an actual fucking nurse, but she's <laughs> examining my finger, and she's like, do you mind if I if I look at it? I'm like, yeah, that's fine because I was on like fucking high at that point. But she's like <laughs> bending it back, like you can see my my video, right? Yeah. And she's like, 
like that. She's like bending it back like like that, like uh, like uh, this, like because it bent. Yeah. It was bending back like that just to look inside the wound. Uh, but yeah, she's like maybe. bending it back yep. enough to where it was like oh, she, and because I was, I was like, please don't break off my finger. She's like, I'm not gonna break off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, um, so yeah, they go back inside. Uh, Carolyn heads into the other room to call a doctor. So Maggie walks over to the cutting board where Carolyn was cutting tomatoes and uses the knife to chop off her fucking finger. She then throws her finger down the sink and turns on the garbage disposal before running out of the house. Hey, smart move. (laughs) (laughs) Carolyn comes back into the kitchen a minute later, notices the zombie blood on the cutting board, and then turns off the garbage disposal while probably like thinking like, fuck, man, you don't have to cut more tomatoes. (laughs) She also didn't turn on the water for the garbage disposal. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, seriously. You're going to really mess up the plumbing. Come on. (laughs) Um, Some of us still have to live here tomorrow. Yeah. Next, we see Maggie running into the woods and then attempting to clot her finger with dirt and twigs because she's a fucking genius. (laughs) Yeah, my first first thought was, oh, that's going to get infected. Oh, oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) So she notices a... Like, right then she notices, like, a zombie dude and a zombie kid walking towards her, which I have a, like, quick trivia tidbit thing. Uh, I was reading, I was looking up, like, interviews or whatever, and the director said one of the biggest choices that they had to make about the movie was whether or not the zombies would walk or run, mm. but that they decided on uh, walking because, like, they're deteriorating bodies and they'd have a hard time running. Yeah. Plus, you know, like running zombies would have made the movie too exciting and would have really taken away from that feeling of existential dread you have after finishing it. So yep. there's like that. Would have too. ruined the whole mood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, she notices the zombie family as Arnold walks up behind her and they both kind of recognize the zombie dad and Maggie starts like begins pleading with Arnold not to kill them. But he's just like, go home. And then he approaches the zombie dad as he tries to like talk to him to see if he's gone full zombie yet. So zombie guy... Takes a like a deep breath, like wheezy breath, possibly in preparation to say like, "Hey, neighbor, how's it going?" But before he gets a chance to, Arnold puts a fucking axe ax through his head. Um, so they wait, wait. I got to put my line in because this is the one place I actually had a line. <laughs> All right. So he like he asks, "What's the guy's name?" Nathan. Yeah, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. He asks him like, "Nathan, please like say something, say something, so we know that you." Uh, so that I know you're you're alive or whatever. Just like please, and then he axes him, and then he looks at the little girl, and I just really wanted him to shrug and be like, I axed him nicely. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the All one right. line I came up with. Okay, that's pretty much my my line as well. But uh, when he's like, Maggie, get behind me, but he's like, get behind me. I got to ask Nathan a few questions. <laughs> um, and the other thing is. Uh, after he asks his eighth, and he's like, "Coming a zombie is no way to get ahead in life." <laughs> I just watched head. Austin Powers last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that—that's exactly where that joke's from. <laughs> so uh, he approaches the little zombie girl before we cut to Caroline walking out. Uh, Maggie back to the house. Later that night, two cops pull up to uh, the house to question Arnold about zombie dad and he tells him which was basically Joe's line ah come on sheriff I just asked him a couple questions and (laughs) uh, the sheriff tells him that it had to be done he's like whatever it had to be done and that the mom of the zombie family kept them in the house without telling anyone that they were infected instead of bringing them to or taking them to quarantine then his deputy who's like 
more the more practical of the two of the two cops, but kind of but like a dick about it. Yeah. So he mentions that the mom's also missing. The deputy also tells him to take uh, tells Arnold to take Maggie to quarantine when the time comes. But Arnold just like raises his axe in protest and is like, I swear that if you or anyone else tries to take my daughter, the only thing they'll leave with is a splitting headache. Um, yeah i I got my notes uh holt that's like deputy like he's not wrong he's just an asshole yeah yeah he just clearly wants to start a fight which is so dumb yeah which is pretty on point for a cop yeah Um, (laughs) okay so uh so the the, so the sheriff tells him to give it some thought like about you know his daughter and then they leave Arnold then enters the house where he asks Carolyn how Maggie's doing before telling her about how zombie guy's wife kept them locked up and then like starts kind of expressing his guilt over killing the killing the zombie family. So Carolyn's like like makes a good point. She's like, You can't do that to yourself, like they weren't even people anymore. And Arnold's kinda like, I swear I tried talking to him first. I know he and I never really got along, but I figured, you know, it was time to bury the hatchet. <laughs> 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 I, had, I, had, I had two for that too, which oh what's your it other was, one? well it was it's the same line but it's like i know he and i never got along but i figured it was time we should hatch it out he tells both of that both of those jokes to her and she's like jesus can we stop with the axe <laughs> yeah, he, he like rewinds it he's like wait, wait, wait no 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 I got, yeah i got the bitter one yeah hold on i got more um <laughs> All right, I got two for here as well after um, Carolyn brings it up. It's like, come on, can't we all stop pointing fingers here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the other one is like, this feels weird. Normally it doesn't need my muscles that hurt from pumping iron, but now my insides hurt as well. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That one took a second. I was like, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Because he's emotionally hurt. He's he's not used to his insides hurting as much. Uh, so uh, he uh, asks what they're going to do when uh, Maggie ends up turning and she tells them that they should just enjoy the time they have together uh, and then we see Maggie listening to in like kind of eavesdropping on their conversation so later that night they're in bed when they're woken up by a car approaching so uh, Arnie grabs his gun off the fucking fireplace mantle and heads outside to find Bonnie, who's the mom and wife of the zombie family. And she also has a gun, which, like, that gun looked weird, because it looked like, like, I'd have to set, I I don't know, I'll, I'll, like, screenshot it or something, because it just, it it looked weird. Anyway, so she asks uh, how Maggie's doing, and then tells them, or tells him that uh, when her daughter got infected, her and her husband would take turns being with her throughout the night, but then one night he locked himself in the room with her, and then mentions that he knew what he was doing, which I, any idea what he was doing? Because like, I have no idea what the fuck he was doing. I think he was deciding that he was going to die with the daughter, that she was eventually going to turn. He was going to turn too, but he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to subject his wife to anymore. And he wasn't going to let his daughter die alone. Okay. So he, he was already infected then? No, I think he was deciding to become infected. I think. Yeah. Either that or he fell asleep and she bit him in his sleep. I don't know. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not going to let my wife have this happen to her as well. See, okay, I get that last part, but like I, like she makes it seem like, I don't, I don't know. Like, 
Oh, I, hey man, it doesn't really what ha- it doesn't really matter what happened. It just matters like the faces of the actors. That's what's really <laughs> yeah, important with this Jesus. movie. We just got to see the emotion. How haunted can she look in the glowing light of the lantern? <laughs> exactly. Which I like how they have to show the lantern too. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. That's that's how you get that. Uh, as Chris mentioned earlier, that washed out um, color and everything. Yeah, it's but, like we just can't have like studio lights. You know, we gotta... <laughs> no, but like I, I, they actually like. The camera pan like either pans over or we the cuts to the lantern, which like for a second time I'm like uh, yeah she, her her face is lit that's how it lit I didn't really think about it but thank you for showing me. <laughs> um, well, uh, at the beginning of the scene, like Arnold gets out of bed, he's not wearing shoes, and you're like oh shit he's gonna walk over some glass or something something's gonna happen he's not wearing shoes and then nothing. Oh, does it show his so, feet? Yeah, it shows his feet uh, getting out of bed and he's not wearing shoes. You're like, oh fuck, that's like a Chekhov's gun situation, but <laughs> no, he's just, just artsy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, she then asks Arnold to take her to the bodies, which he does. She then aims her gun at him, like when they get there for a second, but then like notices her zombie family and begins crying. And I tried to write a joke here, but at this point in the movie, like I, any joy I was feeling kind of started to become drained. So like, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is another example of Arnold being just fucking terrible at safety. Yeah, like yeah. walking in front of her. Yeah, and just let her point a gun at him the whole time. Like, let me take you to your zombie family that I killed. You know, she's obviously going to be upset. Yeah. yeah. And then she cocks the gun, but then walks by. It's like, dude, okay, you're just, you're terrible at safety. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit. What? I totally forgot a joke from a long time ago there's all these missing people posters at the gas station um and i was just gonna say that maybe all those people have been erased (laughs) they met up with uh john kruger um okay that's it we can cut that (laughs) good old callback but uh okay so we then see the cops hauling bonnie away and then cut to the next day with arnold entering the zombie family's house he eventually like makes his way to the kids' room, which is just a fucking mess. He I don't understand why he's here. He's just like torturing himself by being yes. in this house. Like I don't understand. Yeah. So he notices that zombie dad has written all over the walls about how he loves his daughter, which like really starts tugging at Arnold's heart, like making him cry. The single tear he's allowed to like he allows himself to shed <laughs> once a year. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, gotta stay hydrated. <laughs> Can't shed too many tears. But, like, yes, exactly. Like, there's... Uh, the right... The, the, which I'm, like... I'm trying to save it to the end, but, like, the writing in this is so fucking heavy-handed to where it's, like... Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Also, they got that artsy shot of him standing in the sunlight with, like, the, with the shutters and the sunbeams coming down. I don't know. It's just, like, very uh, stereotypical indie yeah. work. plus like why are they, do they not have like that room's full of shit why are they not why is he not writing it on a piece of paper instead of the walls but eh, whatever <laughs> yeah uh so uh the director like we go from there and the director then decides to prove that he's heard of terrence malick before which you ever seen any of his fucking movies no i've seen trailers for his movies but <laughs> that's yeah. it like, I don't know who that is. That's it's like uh the guy that did like the Tree of Life and um the I think a thin red thin red line. He's very visual, but like his movies, it's all it's like all visual. So mm. it's 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 really good. Like if I you watch the Tree of Life and you're high or something like that, it would be super cool. 
but uh, it's I don't know it it's artsy. There you go. D- does like a very artsy shot of like the fox, and you kind of follow Arnold walking sadly before uh, taking a phone call about a scheduled doctor's appointment for Maggie, in which she's like they're just a. The appointment is to track her progress, which he then lies to her about by saying it's for her finger. So we then go to them in the waiting room of the doctor's office where Maggie looks like she's about to begin interacting with a couple of kids, like little kids that are playing with the office toys, when their mom notices that she's infected. So she, like, tells them to come sit by her, which, fuck this lady. Like, she seems like the type of fucking lady that would be all anti-mask during COVID, but then freaks (laughs) out when you, like, accidentally pull your mask down and cough in her fucking kid's face because he's running around the fucking (laughs) grocery store. (laughs) Like, <laughs> just watch your fucking kids a little more there's a deadly virus lady like jesus yeah but yeah you're right which is like the main medical affliction going on in the nation right now and like you know that there's going to be people at various stages of infection at the doctor's office i just yeah. exactly just you're very clearly the, that's that's the, the top place you should be watching your fucking kids but oh, whatever yeah um anyway yeah and is she there for the kids hopefully I don't know, because she's there just for herself. Like, I work um, at various, like, businesses and shit, like, stores, and I see, like, entire families there. Like, it was pretty bad, like, when COVID first started. But even now, it's just like, why do you need you, your spouse, and, like, your three kids there to, like, go shop at a fucking grocery store? Like, one person needs to go, not five of you. So I'm wondering what the situation is with uh, this lady and her two kids. Well, um, I I don't know. Like, then they, they both notice the lady, like, huddling or, or, like, pulling her kids towards her. And, like, but what the fuck are they going to do about it? But then I was like, you know what? I'll tell you what the fuck they're going to do about it. They're going to make sure that this lady is the one of the first people that she fucking eats when they, she turns into a zombie. <laughs> And like it, yeah, this is yeah. They're not taking her to quarantine. They're taking her to that lady's house. Yeah, and like (laughs) I, I kind of started like drinking like twenty minutes before writing that part. So like it starts getting like darker (laughs) from here. Just to let you know, (laughs) because like, um, uh, I'd say like another like third of the movie I wrote last night after I was drinking, and then I stopped, and then like the last half hour of the movie I wrote this. I finished this morning, but anyway. (laughs) <laughs> so uh maggie ends up getting checked out like doing the checkup with the doctor who's like who's that's Vern, mm-hmm. and i won't make another even though i really want to won't make another fucking earnest, earnest <laughs> joke <laughs> oh man because i really wish i knew someone named, hey Vern. he's like can you please not do that to me anymore yeah but i'm just burning <laughs> what do you say Vern? Hey, Vern. your impression is bad and i don't even want to talk to you <laughs> so uh first he checks the bite wound and what she says is spreading. And then he takes a look at her finger and asks her why she cut it off. She then makes me remember why, like, teenagers are the fucking worst by basically <laughs> telling him, what's the difference? I'm dying anyway. Which, like, geez, like, there's no way that this girl was not into My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. Ugh. So... Dr. Vern takes a sample to bite and tells uh, her that Allie, who is, I think is, I would assume is his daughter. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's, uh, Allie's been asking about her and that Maggie should call her. He then says that nurse Judy will dress her, her wound, which I'm sure like Judy is going to be super thrilled about. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we then cut to Arnold smoking a cigarette outside next to some trash cans. And I'm curious if like when they shot the scene, 
he put up like any sort of fight with the director about letting him smoke a cigar instead because like that dude loves his cigars. <laughs> now it was a cigarillo, so it's like, what's the difference? It's a small cigar, essentially. It's oh, a compromise. Okay. It's like a backwoods type thing. Yeah, okay, so it's not so like a cigarette. He, yeah, mm-hmm. he's not inhaling. You know, it's kind of just the smaller cigar, essentially. Okay. Um, well, like I was gonna say, because like I get why they wouldn't let like if he did ask that they wouldn't want, let him do a cigar because like a cigar is usually something you it's like a celebrate like it's like a ooh it's like stuff's going really well celebrating sort of thing. Also, it's kind of shorthand for status too. He's a farmer; he probably yes, shouldn't be exactly. smoking like a cigar. Yeah. Whereas, like with a cigarette, you could like very easily picture a guy like nervously smoking a cigarette, like trying to ease his yeah. nerves after sucking his first dick for heroin. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so like they just have different vibes yeah and i was definitely drunk when i wrote that <laughs> <laughs> and not sucking a guy's dick <laughs> yeah. but yes yeah, so uh the doctor meets him out there while maggie does something it doesn't take very long to like bandage a wound but whatever uh dr Vern tells him that the virus is progressing quickly and soon enough human skin will start smelling like meat to her and when that happens she has three <laughs> choices he can either take her to quarantine which they both are like no uh option two which i'm not 100 percent sure about so like feel free to correct me if like this isn't right but he tells arnold he can give like he can give arnold the meds that the quarantine people use to euthanize the infected because, but it's extremely painful, which is that, is that right? Yeah, and he's, he specifically says it hurts all the way to the end. Yes. Okay. I, I wanted to make sure that was right because the first time I saw this, I thought that he might, like, he meant giving Arnold medicine that would help cure her. But then they've already said there isn't a cure. And then the way he describes it sounds like they use it to euthanize people, like the zombies. Mm-hmm. And I normally wouldn't have questioned it, but then I read a review that said it was a cure, so I wasn't sure. So What? No, it's a way to kill the zombies, and that brings up a lot of questions in this movie, um, and I guess the zombie lore. But the first being, usually, you know, the way to kill a zombie is to kill the brain, Yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, what, I don't understand what this cocktail does if they're not full zombie, if they're still a little human. Like, why couldn't just take a bunch of sleeping pills and drink yes. some wine? Yes. Kill yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, also, um, but but I guess like, okay, so then you go to the ending. Also, spoilers. Wait, 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 wait one second. Real quick. That, that gave me that gave me a great picture of like a bunch of fucking drunk people on like with wine that got drunk off of wine, took sleeping pills, like wandering around like with a bunch of, I don't know, anyway. Just, <laughs> just like half zombies. Yeah. Okay. Continue, sorry. Um, and then at the end, she just jumps off the roof and like. I guess she dies, uh, yeah, but that doesn't I, really kill zombies. I don't know. There's some know. inconsistencies to this. I was kind of given, I was kind of doing some of the work for the movie, assuming that the cocktail somehow like sterilized the body or something. Yeah. That, like, like on, that, but they don't ever say that explicitly. They don't ever explain what it does aside from kill them and hurt. Yeah, which yeah. I feel like like someone making fun of this movie could be like, "Whoa, was this movie wrote, writ, like this movie written by like a fucking NASA engineer or something? This movie's fucking stupid." Like, <laughs> yeah, man. But, but but like the kind of NASA engineer that got fired and has to write movies now. <laughs> the kind of NASA engineer that has feelings. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, 
that's fucking stupid. Like, the, the stupid part is, like, how ridiculous the solution seems once you think about it for, like, ten, like more than 10 seconds. Because, like, they're trying to humanely kill them, but then they're also giving them shit that, like you said, that prolongs the pain. Mm-hmm. Which, fucking, I don't know. Yeah, just... Just fucking shoot them if you need to. Yeah. It's it's the... Speaking of Austin Powers, it's the Scott Evil thing. Like, why don't we just get a gun? <laughs> wait till they're on the job, shoot in the back of the head. Boom, we're done. <laughs> like... You know, I understand trying to have like compassion, but I guess if this cocktail is miserable and painful, and um, yeah. Vern knows about it, uh, why not just shoot him in the head? Yeah, like well, I assume lethal injection, like a, that's not painful, right? Like that's not a thing that. Actually, I think uh, lethal injection is pretty fucking painful. Oh really? really? Jeez. Yeah. Um, See, but how do you really know? So another reason that's fucked <laughs> because up. all right. Cool. People are like, ah, it hurts. When they're dying. Oh, I thought maybe just like that hurt that like everybody wants him dead and like their feelings were hurt. Oh, <laughs> possibly that too. But no, there's like a whole thing where it, like there doesn't need to be a doctor for lethal injections and it's like a horribly corrupt hmm. oh. thing. That, that sucks. Yeah. Um, like I said, why not, you know, if you're going to kill somebody, you might just sleeping pills. Some yeah. news. Yeah. Yeah. The old-fashioned way. So the last option that Dr. Vern gives Arnold is just fucking shooting her. Uh, so they head home, and then Ar- like on the way home, Arnold pops in a cassette that plays Maggie by Oscar Brown Jr. They kind of have a nice little moment. We then go to later that night with both of them at the dinner table where they share another little moment as they give Carolyn shit because her cooking sucks. <laughs> yeah, these tomatoes taste terrible. <laughs> that's that's all she makes is just tomatoes <laughs> yeah it's like yeah well they're covered in zombie blood <laughs> <laughs> what am i gonna waste food uh, and then it cuts away to uh arnold working on his truck as maggie is reading he asks her what are you reading there and she tells him morning light of the past which it's P-A-S-S-E-D pass, so died. So basically she's reading Dawn of the Dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And nice. Gotcha. Well, okay, r- real quick. The only reason I know that is because I looked it up to see if it was a real book. And the oh. first fucking thing that popped up is a tweet by the genius that wrote the script, John Scott 3, <laughs> pointing out in a tweet the reference. Oh. Like, just in case you missed it. Gotcha. Because I looked it up and I found a tweet and they said it was a um, dedication to um, Dawn of the Dead or George A. Romero. I didn't yeah, yeah. look who it's from. It w- but... It's from the writer. Because I, lo- I looked at it again and I was like, oh, that's a fucking writer. <laughs> gotcha. Which at first I was like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. But then I saw that it was by him. And I was like, oh, fuck you, dude. Which I wonder how long he was waiting for somebody to point out how <laughs> smart he was before he had to go on his own Twitter and yeah, declare that's it. Exactly. Where I'm like, Ugh. shit. I probably would have done the same thing. I can't talk shit. But like, <laughs> if too. I wrote that, I'd be like, "That's pretty fucking clever." Um, <laughs> and then nobody gets and then, it. Yeah, I'm like, "Come on, guys, Jesus." <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, okay, you got me there. I probably would have like I would probably made it a little more subtle. Like, oh, did anybody catch my uh, Romero reference? And then made people start guessing. Like all my uh, like fifteen <laughs> followers start guessing yeah. because that that tweet only had two likes. Do you think that guy when anybody's like, uh, hey, John Scott? Be like, oh, no, John Scott was my father. Call me John Scott three. He's like, okay. Um, He's like, what happened to John Scott two? <laughs> Yeah, don't worry about him. So. <laughs> uh, 
Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. So uh, they do talk about um, another book called A Daisy's Journey, which I was unable to find. But I did find this book that was written in 2019 called Daisy's Journey by some part-time writer, and it's for sale on Amazon. I won't get into it much because I really don't like the idea of kind of um, promoting other people's stuff. No, not that. Just uh, <laughs> basically the description on Amazon is filled with a lot of grammatical errors oh, okay. and misspellings, <laughs> and um, it doesn't give me great faith for the book. But uh, but yeah, so I, that that's also not a real book, except it is now. But it wasn't when this movie was written. So, and it's definitely not a children's book. Oh, oh, because he—that's right. That was so. That's the book that he said he used to read to her as a kid. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I which I yeah. So yeah, he uh he they tells her about that. Then they begin talking about uh Rag, Raggy's Raggy's real mom because I'm Scooby Doo apparently. <laughs> 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 they begin talking <laughs> talking about maggie's real mom and arnold tells her your mother was a nerd like he says bookworm but <laughs> that's what he meant but then he like starts talking about how beautiful she was and it gets like kind of awkward and a little inappropriate which like i have the little clip right here of him talking about it here you go Gosh, she's got the most incredible body and a pair of titties <laughs> make you want to stand up and beg for buttermilk ass like a 10 year old boy <laughs> yeah that's god i don't don't, yeah inappropriate seriously and even he's like she had those long legs which are contrast to mine which are very muscular at the time and you're like all right you didn't have to like bring (laughs) that up uh the long legs long legs part but (laughs) not the muscular um and there's a couple other one-liners i got for this for this scene so all right um He's like, I don't know why she loved me. I mean, yeah, I was like ripped beyond belief, but I was just a simple farmer who spent more time blasting my guns than readings for funds. Um, and then at the end, he's like, you got a lot of your mother in you. And I was in your mother a lot. <laughs> oh, dad, like, come on. Uh, yeah. She had a lot of her in me or me and her. <laughs> yeah. It's like a rushing nesting doll. I was in her. And then you're in her. And I don't know. Uh, uh, (laughs) And by the way, it took me a very long time to rhyme some sort of uh, book thing with some sort of muscle group, you know? Um, I'm glad I landed on blasting my guns than reading for funs. But that's not the best I was was wondering because you're like, I was like, we can be ready to quarter eight. You're like, I'm still writing. I'm like, what? Like, like yeah. that, that makes sense because you know. <laughs> well, I I started watching this movie for the second time because I like to watch it right before we record again and take notes. And usually, you know, I'll pause every once in a while to write something. But this one, I was pausing a lot and like, fuck, I gotta think of something. I gotta think of something. I gotta think of something. Like, what's a good stupid one liner he'd say here? Uh, then I then I googled um, muscle groups and started looking <laughs> through all those. Like, uh, <laughs> You, yeah. you see why it takes me to write like yeah. so like why it so takes me to write this because I do that. So uh uh yeah, so he tells her that, which was fucking weird. And then uh after he subdues his boner, he tells Maggie <laughs> that her mom had a green thumb and that Maggie uh is named after a flower because Marguerite means daisy in Spanish, 
But then, like, I checked it, and Google translated that shit to margarita. So, like, I think his wife just might have been a raging <laughs> drunk. And he's like, yeah, well, she really likes some margaritas. Really? I thought um, Marguerite was a character in uh, Daisy's Journey. Oh, was that? Uh, well, it said it's, it translates to Spanish. Like, I, he, I think he might have mentioned that. But, like, it definitely it said in the trivia that it translates to Spanish, which it, I'm sure it does. But, like, it... I think that, like, Google, like, if you Google it, one, it's Margarita. Mm. Mm. Margarita. Yeah. One of those right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, any other thoughts or comments for that part? No, I don't think so. No? Okay, so, yeah, yeah that, that was, like, a that was a nice scene. Yeah, I was just happy this movie let up for two seconds. Yeah, so exactly. So I didn't have to cry anymore. <laughs> Like, that was a nice yeah. scene, so then, like, they make sure to ruin it with the next one by having Maggie wake up yeah. in the middle of the fucking night, freaking out for finding maggots under her bandage, which I have yeah, no thoughts Jesus. on. So, if you have any thoughts on that, go ahead. Um, I just thought of something. Um, I like another sub-movie of, or, like, it could be animated, like, Maggie's Maggots. It's the life <laughs> of those maggots that live in, like, her open wounds. Can they talk? Um, yeah, I don't know <laughs> if you've ever seen the show uh, Animals that was on HBO. It's, like, uh-huh. an animated oh, yeah. show. It's yo, you've seen it. It's great. I was it's, surprised how good that show was. It's on HBO. Yeah, yeah was it, from like old? a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, like within the last ten years. It's like some really badly animated, and it's about a bunch of animals, like rats and. One it's just like each, each, yeah, each episode is like a vignette about a different animal group or whatever, hmm. and it's it's voiced by just a bunch of comedians and improv people. Yeah, it's actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's um, really great. I just want the episode of Maggie's Maggots about those maggots. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's an episode about uh, two fleas on a monkey's ass, I think. <laughs> it would just be that episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, then we next see uh, Allie visiting Maggie, telling her that people are hanging out at the reservoir, which sounds fun. That's a very Midwest thing to do. Yes. Mm. <laughs> she convinces her to go partly by telling her that a boy she likes will be there uh, who also happens to be infected. And then Caroline gives Maggie a necklace before they leave, which, like, belonged to her mom? No or... clue. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. Could, could not tell you what the point was. Like, uh, I guess it was just, like, a moment for them to not hate each other for a second. I don't know. Which I feel like she didn't actually hate her. She just is. No. Like, she's fucking infected. Yeah, there was a lot of tension there. I just think it was a moment for them to be nice this to each other. Movie is all tension. So yeah, yeah. But like, John John Paul three, God JP three or John Scott three, <laughs> JS three. Come on, JST. Anyway, um, JTT. <laughs> so they're at the reservoir, hanging out at a bon- around a bonfire, and debating what to do uh, with the infected people. And then the second time I watched watching this made me realize why the cast and crew or the cast and the director kept comparing the virus to AIDS in all the interviews, Mm -hmm. like which they like kind of kept kept doing. Um, They said like cancer, but they like kind of like it made it more seem like it was which whatever. But like he's not very good at subtlety. So uh, one kid is like gross, infected people sent him to quarantine. And then the infected kid that Maggie likes is like, fuck quarantine. They stick everybody together and the zombies are all eating other people. So just fucking shoot me, which is like kind of fucked up. So I get why they don't don't want to go to quarantine. Yeah. So we then cut to Maggie and zombie boy hanging out alone. He tells her how he got infected, um, which whatever. And then they start making out. Yeah. At least they 
got to smash one last time, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hopefully, 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 he didn't. Hopefully, he doesn't die a virgin. But uh, yeah, or well, like, I think the implication is that they were already going out, right? They I've... were going out, and then they broke up, and that's when she left. Oh, really? I, I don't. Yeah, I think that's what they were talking about. Oh, I didn't even catch uh... that. Oh, okay. Um... That adds like a whole new layer to this. No, just kidding. It doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't mean anything. It's yeah. just... <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, uh, that yeah. Anyway, cool. so <laughs> so we go to the next morning with Al- Allie dropping Maggie back off at home. They try to keep things, you know, kind of like casual, like, oh, saying goodbye before, like, finally, like, hugging goodbye when they both sort of realize, like, this is the last time they're going to see each other, which mm-hmm. definitely didn't make me cry when I watched this drunk while writing this <laughs> at three in the morning. Like, <laughs> last night when I was writing this, I was like, holy shit, I need, okay, one more scene and then I'm, I got to go to bed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we next see Maggie calling for help to put eye drops in because her, uh, like, cataracts or shit on, like, on her fucking eyes, but... Anyway, uh, so Carolyn walks walks up to help, and she, as she gets close, Maggie, like, as she gets close to Maggie, you can really tell that, like, John Scott three being the genius he is, he like he really wanted to show that Maggie's getting worse, yeah. but like he wanted to do it like in as like in a way that was as subtle as a stupid fucking name. So he <laughs> has Maggie tell her, basically, you smell like food. Yeah, which. It's this scene bothered me so much because it would have been as simple as just like what's that smell? Yeah, it's what's that smell? And without without taking a beat, the Caroline should have been like, oh, it's probably your dad cooking something. But instead, she like asked her, do you smell that? And then Caroline says, no. And then she sniffs again and goes, oh, I smell something. It smells like food or something. Yeah, and you- then she's like, oh, I'm sure it's your dad. It's like if she had not reacted, if she, if they had condensed that whole interaction you could have played it off like he actually was cooking something. It would have actually been a reveal when she went downstairs and there was no one in the kitchen. But, but don't be so fucking vague about what she smells. It smells like bacon. It smells like, I don't know, something yeah, like it smells true. like he's cooking like bacon or like meat or something like that. That gets the point across at the same time without saying like, you smell like food. Like, are you? Yeah. Wait, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, you guys were really worked up about that. But one thing <laughs> I was worked up about was uh when she's like looking over the pictures there's a picture in the bottom left of arnold and he's got like the optometrist things over his eyes but it totally looks like the cover of six day oh, really? to, like pause it and rewind it a bunch yeah <laughs> but it does it's like oh shit six day um yeah and well when you back up on the thing it goes back 30 seconds so yeah. it's on the screen for like one second so if you miss it you gotta go back sometimes i did that a couple times but it was worth it uh like it- it sucks because this this could have this is like a they present the scene in like the only reason I got annoyed by it was because first of all I kept having to watch it because I kept rewinding it just to like get the little stuff that I could get into it and then just like it it would have been so much better if it was just more subtle that's that's mm-hmm. why that's why I was getting worked up about it but okay so Carolyn tells her she says that Arnold's probably cooking something and then goes down to I think goes down to check or no she goes down to get the eye drops yeah. She goes down to get the eye drops, but then like ends up in the kitchen. She sees the kitchen's empty and she starts getting a little freaked out. So she grabs a pair of scissors and then heads back upstairs, probably like trying to think of ways to like justify possibly having a stab bag in the fucking head while <laughs> like while on her way up the stairs. Just like, well, she did clog up the garbage disposal a couple of days ago. So, you know, like if I have to fucking, I can yeah. just tell fucking Arnold that, you know. 
but like fuck that like this movie is all about tension or as they call it in the porn industry edging so <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, she just goes back upstairs gives the eye drops and then nothing fucking happens so okay so later maggie receives a phone call from her zombie boyfriend and then heads over to his house where his dad who's holding a rifle is trying to convince him to unlock the door the bedroom door uh maggie kind of like calls to him talks to him and then the zombie boyfriend tells her that he can't open the door because he smells his dad and doesn't want to go to quarantine which it worked way better in this scene like the mm-hmm. whole the whole smelling Definitely. thing just because like he's like it's not as like the the kid gets what's going on mm-hmm. uh so so she tries to convince him uh to open the doors the police arrive bust the door open and then haul her like uh trent i think away the zombie boyfriend away mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a good opportunity for somebody in the community to become, like, start their own business and just be, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, because I didn't think about this till now, but zombie killer. Like, you don't want to send your kid to quarantine, (laughs) you know, you call up, you know, he's like Dog the Bounty Hunter, but um, like big ass mullet. He's like, all right, you know, I understand you don't want to go shoot your son. Like, you can't do that. That's why you'd probably take him to quarantine. But we will take him out. You know, we're all decked out in gear and we'll take him out to some farm somewhere and just pop him in the head for you and like take care of it. That way you don't know. You know, they don't suffer in quarantine. Yeah. Um, we'll let him get real drunk. We'll take him out to a farm. <laughs> yeah. He Does he want to touch some boobies? Does he want to touch some dicks? It's we okay got plenty of, yeah. We have we plenty got some of heroin it. in the truck. Are you kidding me? Yes. Well, my daughter's got both. It's it's up to him. <laughs> I just said son, but yeah. We got go-karts, you know. We got skeet shooting, like whatever he wants to do. And then when he's ready, boom. We got snipers in the trees, ready to go. Like, yeah, I'd fucking send my kid to that. It's like summer camp where you die at the end. Yeah. Kids all trying to get bit. <laughs> got that lake with like a big blob thing. You yeah, know? the blob like, thing, so they can launch you into the lake and shoot yeah. you in midair. Except it's just the lake's just filled with acid, so they can just. <laughs> 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 yes, you don't tell them that, but <laughs> okay. I think they'll figure it out after the first kid goes in. <laughs> hey, oh, that looks fun as hell. I'm doing it. Uh... Yeah, I'm not even a zombie. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh... Yeah, they haul the they haul the her boyfriend away. She ends up leaving, and we see uh we then see her walking around outside her house. <laughs> I hope you leave this in. I like that he waited for you to be done waiting for him. <laughs> it, he never he never hangs out in the room until this. Yeah, he's always over with Erica. Anyway, so we then see her uh. She leaves the, her boyfriend's house. We then see her walking around outside of her house when she hears animal noises coming from the woods, which turns out to be a fox trapped in a cage. So she does like she goes to the fox and sees it and she ends up doing like a few zombie growls. And then we cut to her walking back to the house. Well, she grabs the gun first. I thought she was going to I thought she was going out there specifically yes. to kill the fox. She did grab the gun. Yeah, that's true. And we cut to her walking back to the house with her face covered in blood. Mm hmm. Arnold follows her in and Carolyn sees her and just freaks the fuck out and then tells Arnold that they have to like they're like we she's like we got to take her in. He says yeah. he's like no, but you know like subtle and which which <laughs> which is sad is like the most the person that you most want to be like uh, like 
yeah. is, is like the subtle, like the most like reserved person in the movie, but whatever. Um, so he says no and asks Maggie what happened and she begins crying as she tell them, tells them that she pretty much ate a fox. Um, so Carolyn looks at him like, let's get this zombie bitch the fuck out of here. And Arnold kind of gives her a look like, don't do it. So then Carolyn walks out of the room, but I couldn't think of any fox one-liners, Joe. Oh, no, I, I try to as well. Like something like, uh, uh, looks like not clever as a fox or some shit, but there's, there's, there was nothing there. <laughs> like I even like Googled Fox and then it like Fox News stuff popped up. I was like, fair and balanced, like something like yeah. that. <laughs> I like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was going down like Firefox, like the web browser <laughs> hole, like, um, uh, knuckles from sonic and knuckles well, or whichever like one was fox the fox some shit like yeah that too. yeah it was, it was so i'll just real nerd dumb thing to say i think tails was the fox knuckles yeah yeah was a, knuckles was the right. hedgehog or uh it was a red like thing that. i don't know what he was <laughs> yeah yeah tails was had two tails but uh okay so so do you think tails was tails two and then his dad was <laughs> tails or tail and then his son is <laughs> and he's tails tail three <laughs> tails three yeah <laughs> tail, tail, uh, tail scott three uh, so, <laughs> tails three my name is tails and i got two of them are trails like triple tails <laughs> like why do they call you trails like do you like camping or hiking like no 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 no, no. i got three tails triple tails like, oh, that's dumb <laughs> That's weak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go to Arnold approaching the fox. Uh, Maggie was chewing on, which is still alive, and he shoots it and puts it out of his misery. But uh, we see, we then see him in Maggie's room while she's sleeping. But she sounds like she's probably doing like more wheezing than sleeping. Uh, so Carolyn walks into the room and tells him to call to have her pick up, picked up. And he responds with like, "But what if it was one of your kids?" And Carolyn's like, "Come on, bro! Like I loved her. Like she was my own." But, like, Arnold ain't having none of that shit. And he kind of blows her off by basically telling her, like, listen, read my apocalypse. She's not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So so Carolyn leaves. Which I was, like, I was getting pissed because I only had those those fucking uh, axe ones in there. And I was like, dude, there's got to be more. So it's, like, trying to go through, like... Zombie apocalypse, uh, end of the world. Like trying to think of like a li- apocalypse. Oh, lips. It was. That's a good. That's a good one, man. That's so good. Uh, <laughs> Damn it! I'm so jealous. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it was so obvious when I thought of it. It was like yes, but uh. <laughs> uh, that's that's my last that's i think it's my last good okay. one we then get maggie and arnold at the kitchen table like later at the kitchen table where she asks if carolyn left because uh she was afraid of her and him telling her affirmative your stepmother feared you biting her and then her turning into a mommy so which <laughs> just isn't good at all like, no i wrote it and oh, deleted no. it and i was like don't do it I'm like, fuck no. it. like i had mommy i just could not think of anywhere to put it so <laughs> no that's yeah it's definitely good i don't know why you would ever question question that <laughs> uh but later that night we see arnold sleeping with maggie just like as she just like kind of stares at him like a fucking creep because she's hungry. But then we uh, go to the next day with Arnold doing farming stuff as the cops roll up. Also, that's another example of Arnold and his terrible safety protocols. Like she's turning into a zombie. Like 
close and lock the door. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. she can get in, but it's going to wake your ass up, you know? Which we, like, I, I, I want to talk about, like, afterwards, but, like, he does he does do a very good job in this movie as far as what, like, the, char- the character that he's trying to portray. But, yes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, so cops roll up. They ask to see Maggie, and Arnold ignores them. So Deputy Dickhead jumps out of the car and begins walking towards the house. But then Arnold, like, gets in front of him with, like, his axe in his hand. And the first time I saw this, I was, like, like got, like, half an action movie chubbed. Like, oh, fucking shit's yeah. about to go down now. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the cop's, like, gotta send her to quarantine. It's like, quarantine, huh? How about some garotine? <laughs> Goratine? And then he hits him with an axe. Supposed to set right, open. Like, I was ready for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Deputy Dickhead's, like, she needs to go to quarantine. And then Arnold's like, no, leave her alone. She's just a quarantine <laughs> <laughs> So then uh, the deputy tackles him. They wrestle around for a little bit. And the sheriff grabs his shotgun as Arnold reaches for his, like, kind of, like, looking over, trying to get to his axe. But then Maggie suddenly, like, yells for them to stop. And we just got to remember that they're not on flat land. They're, like, she was covered by a hill where they couldn't see her two seconds before. But Yes. Like, <laughs> just being nitpicky. lots of hills in this yeah. area but uh the sheriff tells her like so like they stop fighting and the sheriff kind of tells her like okay just if you tell me you're feeling okay we'll leave and she does so they leave but not before which this was mentioned in the trivia but not before uh the sheriff gives arnold an i'll be back and says that <laughs> and says that he needs to figure it like arnold needs to figure out what to do with her before then it's like i do trust me yeah so uh, they leave. He helps Maggie back in the house, house, and then ends up taking her back outside to show her her mom's garden, which is now full of daisies. They hug, and she begins crying as she makes him promise to kill her, <laughs> which, uh, it, which, which it wasn't is isn't it, the scene was fine. It's just depressing. Yeah. So um, later that night, we see Vern pull up and give Arnold the quarantine cocktail, but. He recommends that he uh, Arnold uses the shotgun to kill her. He then uh, Arnold then heads back inside the house and finds Maggie passed out on the floor after calling. I think calling a bunch of people is just to say goodbye, right? I I mean the only person I, I think she was just calling her siblings. Yeah, but then because uh, I was I was so when I write these I go through the transcripts as well, so it has every mm-hmm. single line and there's all oh, there's okay. a bunch of different like things in there that of her of lines that you can hear in the background. Oh, okay. but it's really, I didn't even notice Yeah, that. it's really faint. So she ends up calling, like, it says there's the name Allie in there. So I think she might have called her, too. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because Laura brought up the point um, where, um, you know, the phone's, like, off the hook, and it's doing the bam, 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 yeah. bam, bam thing. Um, and it's like, good thing they weren't still leaving a message, because that's when Arnold <laughs> yeah. started fighting. You know? yeah. Imagine if you're, like, listening to a message from your sister that's about to die. And it's like, oh man, she forgot to hang up the phone. Like, wait, what the fuck's going? Are they wrestling? Like, holy shit, she's turning into a zombie. Dad, just be yeah, yeah. just be a weird thing. Whoa, her dad sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, he he heads back in the house. Hold on, I'm sorry. One more thing about this. It's also a good thing that Arnold is not the infected daughter, and Abigail Breslin is not her dad, (laughs) or not his dad, or whatever. Because like Arnold easily overpowers her, but if Abigail Br- Branson was the dad in this situation. Like, you know, 
<laughs> I just also think that's a funny movie where, you know, there's like a lot of stuff going on where, you know, there's a lot of uh, genre blending and like race switching and stuff. Um, but I there's not a lot of like age stuff. So I'm still waiting for a movie where like a teenager plays. And I'm not talking about a Freaky Friday situation, but a teenager <laughs> plays like the grandpa. And there's like an old guy who's like the son. And that's just it. You know, there's no like explanation. Is that time travel? Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is just how the movie is now. Um, <laughs> still waiting for that. Because Arnold's like 65, 70 in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like his actual age. I don't know about the character. And the kids are pretty young. So mm-hmm. he also definitely had him pretty late. Like it should be his grandkids. But yeah. <laughs> At first when you were talking, like, like you said they switched, I thought of that scene from Junior where it's him as a baby, like with his like head like super <laughs> close. <laughs> 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 but, uh, so... So yeah, he finds her pass on the floor and he runs over to wake her up and she begins acting all like zombie-rific. So he starts like shaking her a little bit while yelling like, come on, snap out of it! <laughs> until she finally does. Which, like some of the shit he says, again, which I did not catch until on, like I was reading the transcript, is like fucking sad to where... Oh, really? What was it? It was like, uh, like snap out of it. Like, don't, don't, not yet. Like pretty much like, mm. pretty much don't leave me yet. But like, yeah. yeah. But, uh... He puts her uh, to bed, heads downstairs, and then grabs his gun before sitting in a chair and then just, like, looking through old photos on, like, of of uh, Maggie and I think her, her, like, his old wife on the phone. Then cuts to Dawn and we see Arnold, as, like, asleep in a chair as Maggie makes her way down the stairs and just stands over him. She then leans in close, begins sniffing him as we see his fucking sausage fingers tighten around <laughs> the shotgun. But then she just ends up kissing him on the forehead instead of biting him, possibly because she's not like a big fan of schnitzel. But <laughs> uh, yeah, this is another example of fucking Wade being a safety hack in this. It's like go put your teenage daughter, lock her in the room, yeah. like whatever. Make her if she turns into a zombie, like earn getting out, and go lock yourself in a room. Like, do something except just pass out there with your finger on the trigger of a shotgun and hoping your daughter doesn't turn into a zombie. Like, I think this was uh, another, like, it feels like that was, like, uh, not a callback, but, like, he saw what that guy, what fucking Nathan did with his daughter. So he's like, hey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I really do think at this point he was, like, half contemplating, like, do I just let her eat me? Like, (laughs) like, like, I don't have the strength to kill her. Yeah. Like, do I just let it happen? Yeah, but that sucks for his other kids. Yeah. Like, if this yeah. were a typical Arnold movie and he's had one kid, like, whatever. But he's got <laughs> yeah. two other ones. Like, imagine, you know, like, oh, my dad died. Like, how'd he die? Well, uh, my sister kind of turned into a zombie and he didn't feel, like, good enough to kill her. So he's let himself also turn into a zombie. So now we're without a dad. So. Uh, she uh, heads back upstairs as he gets up and notices the shotgun shell on the ground, which ended up he ended up dropping when he uh, when, was shaking her. Yeah, well, yeah, when he noticed her, I think he ran over to her, and, and then he he ends up loading it into his empty gun. Um, which again, what whatever, it's like a scene that like okay, what was the fucking point of that? But I think looking up something for this, it said that was the quarantine shot, so. It, and if you look at the what? shell, it looks kind of like messed up at yeah, the end. Yeah, it does so look I think messed the up. Implication does, but... was he put the quarantine 
or the whatever the quarantine shot in there why would like you? how do if you can axe a zombie to death like you should be able to just shoot blast a shotgun shell yeah, in, in the head yeah. and call it a day yeah. Also, if you can just jump off a second-story building and it'll kill a zombie, like you don't need yeah. a spe- like a special <laughs> shotgun shell. But I don't know. So we then see Maggie on the ledge of the roof of the house. She closes her eyes for a second and begins to have flashes of herself as a child with who I... Well, I thought that was Russell Crowe's wife and kid. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to hear well, she has flashed herself as a child with who I'm assuming is her mom, but we never actually saw her mom. So, like, it looks like it could have just have easily been, like, a babysitter that what she was really liked. I don't know. <laughs> so Did she, she have long legs and she's reading a book? <laughs> so, she opens her eyes, jumps off the roof, and the screen goes white before we get the chance to see her just land on the ground with the thud. But still <laughs> very much fucking alive because she jumped off the roof of a two-story house, not the Empire State Building. <laughs> You don't know, maybe a zombie is like a rotting pumpkin and she would have just exploded. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> you know, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's a great point, because we don't really see in like zombie movies and everything, like zombies get hacked up, but they never fall off buildings. Yeah. What does happen? <laughs> it's, it's just, like, just if that happened, just like picturing Arnold going out there and like, no, what happened? Just, like, <laughs> just black splatter everywhere, just like scooping it up. Like, <laughs> just, <Cool. laughs> just like her, her like. <laughs> Her like hitting the hitting the ground. Just going, <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop drinking. <laughs> okay, sorry. Just, just like her hitting the ground and going, and just like a fucking like a, oh. that was such a great like that fucking pumpkin thing. Just, <laughs> uh, anyway, come on, no. <laughs> okay, uh, and that's right when Arnold opens the door, so he gets a little on him. <laughs> Okay, so he's in the splash zone. <laughs> All right, well, now that we finally got through that, how about we roll them credits, huh? What do you say, Joe? Now we're going to do something extremely fun. We're going to play a wonderful game called Who is my daddy and what does he do? Yes? First of all, we got the actor that plays Trent, whose name is Bryce Romero, which, of course, is mm. sounds like uh, George A. Romero, who did the original Dawn of the Dead, which I believe... Probably helped him get in this movie, but I did look it up. He is not related to George Romero, and it even specifies in his bio on something that it's like, oh, he wanted to get into acting, but he didn't have any friends or family here in the business, so he had to make it on his own or something like that. <laughs> so uh, good for him. Um, Allie is played by Raiden Greer, which Raiden is a cool name, but she was born before Mortal Kombat, so... <laughs> Uh, I don't know how she feels about that. Um, oh yeah, there's uh, Arnold's stunt double, which I've noticed a lot of this, is Dieter Router. And uh, uh-huh. if you look him up, he usually, he's in a lot of just movies that are Arnold movies, like End of Day, Sixth Day, True Lies, all this other stuff. But his name usually shows up as 
Mr. Schwarzenegger's or Wade's stunt double. Uh, he is also an Austrian, so I imagine he just works with him. Basically, any movie, he's just a stunt double, no matter what. Well, I'm sorry, real quick. Like there was that guy I mentioned in Eraser that was his stunt double before until he got hurt on Eraser. Oh yeah. So like, and he was his stunt double. Like I need, I need to go back to that article because I think we did movies that he has stories for. But uh, yeah, so that makes sense because that that guy's probably the guy that took over for him. Yeah, but this guy worked on True Lies, so maybe oh, he was. Okay. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. Um, anyways, uh, there was a best boy named Gonzalo Gonzalez. <laughs> uh, there was a flame artist named Richard Hurst, which sounds like Dick Hurst. Like, you know, <laughs> where your boners go to die. Uh, there's an electrician, Mark Davis. I guess he's doing that when he's not busy owning the Las Vegas Raiders. And... I got one more, and this is probably one of the best ones that I found. Not necessarily for the name, but uh, I had to look this guy up. So a best boy grip named Giovanni Elmo Bomberito, which just sounds like <laughs> a really good burrito. Like, that's a bomb burrito. It's a bomberito. Uh, so I had to, like, look this guy up. I'm like, wait, this can't be the guy who, like, does Elmo's voice or something. Uh, but I <laughs> Um, I, I found this article uh, or bio thing written on IMDb. So I'm going to try to get through this. I'm also terrible at reading stuff. So bear with me. Giovanni Bomarito was born in Pontiac, Michigan and raised by his single mother and grandmother in the Avondale school system under the name John Shelton and John Jewell. Giovanni found his father, K. Bomarito, at the age of 25. <laughs> As, as a poor kid from Detroit area, he worked many jobs until he stumbled onto his beloved career choices of surfing, sports slash athletics, instruction slash coach, music, culinary art, stadium and Broadway touring, journalism, and finally the film industry. With over 50 films deep and a pocket full of literature, you can still find Giovanni spreading his passion for life, love, and music worldwide through interactions, board sports, books, music, and film. Giovanni has lived in many countries through easy and third world events, as well as being imprisoned for a crime he did not commit, <laughs> having to fight for his rights from the inside, in quotes. <laughs> uh, today, most of his projects start from the historical birthplace of jazz and trem, or treme, I don't know what that is, uh, sorry. Yeah, treme, anyway. Okay, or in inspiring sailboat Lake Ponchire Train located in New Orleans, working their way worldwide. In a short 30-some years, Giovanni Bomarito has worked with some of the greatest musicians, technicians, actors, artists, scientists, not not plural, but singular, artists, scientists, and cinema <laughs> fo fo photographers of our time Why following F-A-L-L-O-W instead of F-O-O -O, or F-O-L-L-O-W. Anyways, um... Over time, while following an old motto, a smart person learns from his mistakes, a genius learns from other people's mistakes. Also, he spelt the word people's wrong in <laughs> his quote about geniuses. Uh, he didn't use the apostrophe. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I love when you can tell someone wrote their own bio. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and there's more. Like, we're not even oh, done yet. Back-to-back um, -back quotes of, like, two of his quotes. Um, Yet living in his own writings with his long-repeated quote, trust is 
the foundation of love and friendship. Communication is the foundation of love. So is trust the foundation of love? Or is communication the foundation of love? I don't know. He says it's it's fucking repetitive. Anyways, uh, while true love is still his favorite topic, Giovanni was raised with strong family values as well as brought up in the old school show business ways and codes. With nonprofits and beyond, Giovanni has worked hard to preserve the tradition, sports, arts, and protocols that made Giovanni and those closest to him the people they are today. New works by Giovanni Bomarito will be Delta Blues recordings with a rockabilly twist and writings in an inspirational book called, quote, How to Be the Poor Kid and Still Live the Dream. And he's missing a quotation mark there. <laughs> um, currently in editing process in 2013. Damn, that's, all, that's IMDb? Yes. So it's <laughs> obviously he wrote that. And um, what is he in the movie? He is the best boy grip. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. And I implore you, everybody, like, like I said, I'm not the best reader of stuff. So just Google Giovanni Elmo Bomarito. It's B-O-M-M-A-R-I-T-O. And like, read this because it is ridiculous. And he totally wrote it and did not proofread it at all. And I want to <laughs> know this guy because he sounds awesome. And I'm not being sarcastic. And he's like, right, eh, good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, I, I'm too busy, all right? You know, I'm following uh, the greatest musicians, technicians, actors, artists, scientists. Only the top <laughs> artists and scientists, though. Not not artists and scientists. Uh, I'm following them around the world, all right? Like, I ain't got time to proofread. I don't know why he talks like he's from the Bronx, but... <laughs> hey! Whoa! I'm Giovanni, huh? <laughs> Bomberito sounds like the way like someone like if Happy Days was uh, like a Spanish version of Happy Days. Hey, Bomberito! <laughs> like like uh, if it like was Armando's like instead of, of Arnold's. <laughs> I always thought Bomberito, but always I mean like two hours ago when I found this. But, um, I just figure that's like a total. Um, if white people were to open like a food truck, but had like Mexican food, mm-hmm. you know, like hey. We got the bomberito. Yep. It's like a bomberito. Get it? And you're just like, oh, yep. God, no, stop. Why, why are you doing this? Um, so, uh, Giovanni Bomberito, if you're listening, first of all, thank you. Mm-hmm. Second of all, uh, email us at cuatthepotty.net, <laughs> and uh, maybe you'll be on the next episode. We'd love to have you. You sound like a very interesting person. Yes. And I don't say that sarcastically. Alrighty, and that is it for part two. Join us again next week as we wrap up this joyous movie with our final thoughts, a little bit of trivia, and a couple of other extras. Well, I guess until then, all there is to say is that we'll... See you at the party, Richter!